perfect spice choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose Diabetic Cuisine Spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butterbee Rocker. Listen, I'm super excited about today. We have two special guests from the cast of Another Christmas. He is from the Grammy-nominated band City High and Sister Act 2. His name is Ryan Toby. Can you guys show some love? Hello, hello. Hey, how's it okay. going? It's going good. And also, we have Mr. Balik Brazil, a.k.a. YouTube star Leek. Can you guys show him some love as well? How y'all doing? I'm doing really good. It's so um, good to have both of you here. So I like to, let me make sure I get my frame right. Okay. So I like to dive right on in. Can you guys both tell me a little bit about yourselves? Who wants yeah. to start first? It don't matter. You can go ahead, young, young blood. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm Malik Brazil, uh, also known as Leek on the internet. Um, for originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, made my way over to Columbia, South Carolina, where I found my love for film and entertainment. So been doing that 10 years coming uh, Christmas Eve. So uh, yeah, just be kind of, you know, doing my Hollywood shuffle, getting my way, making my way. And just, uh, yeah, now I'm sitting here with Buddy B. So yeah, it's been a journey. All right, all right. And what about you, Mr. Ryan? I mean, I already said some of your accolades, but tell a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first, I want to say thanks for having me on. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I uh, love the platform. I really love the intro, too. I was jamming to your intro. That was my beat that I made. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It, it had me rocking. It definitely had me rocking. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Ryan Toby. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, actor, um, music producer. Been in the industry for about 30 years now, actually. And uh, started off, uh, my first claim to fame was uh, being in a movie called Sister Act 2 with Whoopi Goldberg and Lauren Hill. I was the little guy that sang Oh Happy Day. Um, and then from there, I was also in a, a Grammy nominated group, which was signed to Wyclef Jean and Jerry Wonders, uh, Book of Basement record label um, called City High. <laughs> and um, we had a big hit record, a couple of big hit records uh, called What Would You Do with Caramel. And um, also, you know, had the opportunity to ghostwrite for a lot of um, a lot of your favorite artists from Will Smith to Usher, Justin Bieber, Chris Brown, you know, this goes on and on. And um, now, as of recently, I've been working with Stacey Davis Films um, and a wonderful cast and production crew on uh, a film called uh, Another Christmas, which is, I think it's getting ready to be released. So really, really excited about that. All right. All right. That was some great introductions. So we are here to talk about another Christmas. And then I'll talk a little bit about your personal businesses and things that y'all are doing as well. But let's get to the business. Okay. Another Christmas. Can you guys tell me what the film it's a horror movie exactly <laughs> it's about the fourth of july actually i see that we're gonna have some fun with this but first we're gonna take a pause for the cause this is transparency talks podcast baby this is jj day with me too representing that atl 
body, could you swing my way? Swing my way. Cause you look so damn good to me. Good to me. You by yourself, girl, that's hard to believe. Hard to believe. Cause you the baddest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, girl, you dripping the flyers. Uh, you so thick you can't hide it. Got it stuck in my mind and now I can't get you out of my head. I hope I never need. Selfish, I want you all to myself. And she said, Me too. I can't get you out of my head. I hope I never need to. Can't see me be with nobody else. I hope I never need to. Hope I ain't wasting my time on my breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm selfish, I want you all to myself. And she said, Me too. You got me wanting more of your company. Usually I don't do this, but damn, let's see. Hey, jumping through these hoops in the games you play. I hope it's worth the wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, you testing my gangster. Coming out the room in that dress that I like. Girl, I told you I like you. Don't you ask me again. You smile and pretend. Cause you know what I want. You know what I need. Only good thing by goodbyes is watching you leave. I can't get you out of my head. I hope I never need to. Can't see me be with nobody else. I hope I never need to. I hope I ain't wasting my time and my breath. Yeah, yeah. I'm selfish. I want you all to myself. And she said me. Malik, can you tell me about your character? Yeah, Andrew is a professional baseball player that's coming back home to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, and when he gets back home, he is, you know, faced with some uh, controversy of, uh, you know, an old love interest that he didn't know that he still had feelings for. And he also has a fiance uh, that's still on his coattail. So, you know, he's navigating that. Um, you know, while also, you know, just trying to be a family man, you know. Okay. How is a fiance on a coattail? Uh, Our minds want to know. Because if I'm a fiance, I'm not on a coattail. <laughs> I'm a fiance, period. Leave it, but you know, his girlfriend at the time is uh, eccentric. Um, uh, he, <laughs> and, you know, I don't really like the word crazy, you know, but she, 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 she's pretty close to that word, you know. So he has to kind of let her down easy while also, you know, giving his new uh, interest, you know, security that, you know, this could possibly be a thing. Okay, Malik, I'm going to ask you this serious question. Are you married? No, I'm not. Okay, because I'm telling you now, ain't no fiance halfway in there. She either a fiance or she, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> just having some fun. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just messing with you. I promise. Okay. So, do you did you see any um, any resemblance in your character um, in your the, real life? The only resemblance I seen between me and Andrew was the fact of uh, he moves off impulse a lot. I move off impulse a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Uh, I wouldn't really say, you know, we related as far as, you know, uh, the woman, 
aspect of it. But you know, uh, we've been through a couple of things, me and him. So <laughs> we, we share a couple of war stories, but for the most part, yeah, like I said, impulse, um, you know, and him just kind of realizing that sometimes the grass either is or not greener on the other side is something I definitely kind of saw myself within this character for sure. Okay. All right. What was the biggest challenge for you in filming your part? Well, we shot this film in like seven days. So, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. We shot it in seven days, but we prepped for it. I got the call for this film over like early pandemic. Like we were still um, like in quarantine, like with curfews on the street and everything. And so Stacy sent me an email saying, you know, hey, I got this role. At the time, his name was, I think, Kevin. It was Andrew. So we went through the audition process. And um, yeah, so we prepped for like eight, nine months. And so when we got on set, I, I, it wasn't a, a, a fact of knowing the lines. It was the fact of, hey, we shoot this in seven days, 12, 14 hour days. Uh, you know, and sometimes they would throw curveballs at us with new lines and rewrites. So it was more of just the pace. The pacing was the hardest thing about filming this, this movie. Um, it was a pace that I wasn't really used to. You know, most movies you come on, you got three months to film. We shoot two, three pages a day. Um, some scenes take a whole week to shoot. So we were literally filming scenes in like 30, 45 minutes. And uh, Stacy runs a tight ship. So you better get them lines right the first time because uh, she really not. I mean, she'll give you sometimes, you know, to, to, to get a, a take for you in, but you're only getting like two takes, so you, you gotta know you gotta know uh, what your character's purpose is in that scene for sure. Wow! If you say in two takes, that means y'all had to come absolutely prepared. Oh yeah, I remember it was one day. It was one day. I think they added a new scene right before lunch, so I hurried up, scarfed my food down, had to go out to the parking lot. I'm looking crazy because I think, yeah, I think at this location we was at a school. I'm looking crazy talking to myself, trying to get these lines down. Cause the 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 scene we did, I want to say was, I think it was the last scene of the movie. Um, you know, I think it was me and, and Kelly. And yeah, that was a, a pretty lengthy scene. So they threw that on me as a surprise. I thought we was from like the next day. So, yeah, the pacing was just insane. But I mean, it really, as an actor, it really, um, it gave me, uh, I guess that that what they call a Broadway pace, you know, right. kind of like you get thrown in that water, you just kind of got to figure it out. There's no, hey, can we cut? You know, she she definitely talked me down on this production for sure. <clears throat> okay, well, if you're tuned in right now, we are talking to Malik. He is with the cast of Another Christmas. We had Ryan on here. Um, you know, technology, computers. Everything happens, it is what it is. Hopefully he'll be able to get back on. I see that he's trying to connect, but you know, hopefully we can connect. And if not, we'll have to get him on the next show. So we'll see. So I'm gonna keep this thing rolling. Okay. So do you think people are gonna be able to relate to your character? Definitely, like I said, with me, it was more about, I can see, you know, between Malik and Andrew, uh, I'm a guy that, you know, I'm a real quick thinker. Like I'm from the city. So it's just kind of like, you kind of got to be on your P's and Q's all the time. And sometimes that can end you up in a bad situation or in a situation right. you might regret later. So uh, I, I can see that. I think people will, could relate to Andrew in a way of, you know, like I said, sometimes you gotta, gotta reevaluate your current decisions and maybe sometimes realize it could have been a mistake, you know, and, uh, Go back home. Sometimes you really got to regroup yourself by going back home and realizing what you already have. Um, and I think a lot of people, especially in this holiday season, especially what's happened in the past two, three years, a lot mm -hmm. of people can, can relate. But we got jobs, school, whatever. Everybody got an excuse, but um, there's no excuse for doing what's right for yourself. So for sure, they, they, they can definitely see that in Andrew.
this shit got too crazy, I live I'm back on the right track Next time it gets stupid, I do it myself Don't need nobody else But the mothers and brothers and soldiers that need to yell Cause I'm hoping that I would fail They afraid of the power, the truth they know I'ma tell Nah, nah, nah Back down ain't easy Wanna take more than that to seize me I stay in a woman's place From behind a rope in your face against the cement I'm telling them what it is, they refuse to believe me Shake a little something. In other words, I'll drop a verse. On rehearsal, y'all drop a little money. Now, Vickers, I remain humble. Drop this album, keep the same number. Relocate from the north to the south. Tell them about me by the word of the mouth. I'll be alright. I got that ticket. But in real life, gotta get them biscuits. This is America, sell me no dreams. Statue of Liberty, know what that means. I am the queen. This is real ridiculous. All these politics, all these walls that I gotta jump. Thought I came here on purpose. Got me watching my back, so I went and got me a pump. Offended by me, cause I got that bump. Want me playing the back while you play the front? I was born early naturally. I'm a casualty. I stand side by side with my folks. This a feminist movement. And the feminine me, together with NMC. Can't none of y'all shut me up. Wanna slow me down, cause I'm a part of this legacy. Especially more now that I've been before. I got little girls looking up to me now. Wanna rap, wanna sing, play the piano. Appreciate it, show the hustle, lay the beat down. There are several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talk Podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbiraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbiraka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. Who from the cast could you relate to the most, character-wise? Character-wise, mm-hmm. I related to to Ryan's character for sure. Uh, just kind of, you know, being that person in the family that doesn't get to make it home for every holiday, doesn't get mm-hmm. to, you know, see everything. You know, it, it's kind of blinded by the 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 work of it all. Uh, I definitely saw myself in him. I saw myself and, and, and my grandfather, that the, the, the acting plays my grandfather as well, because uh, he kind of had this this aspect of I don't care, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just say it, 
understand? And I, I'm definitely that way, you know. Not to be rude, it's just like, yo, if it's on my mind, I got to get it off. Like, somebody got to hear what I'm thinking. I just, I'm blunt in that way. So definitely those two characters for sure. That's that Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, it got to come out. It got to come out at some point. Can't hold it forever. <laughs> It is so crazy because Ryan is trying to tune in, but um, it keeps saying that his mic is not connected. So hopefully if he can hear us, it says his mic and cam is not connected. So hopefully he can hear us and hopefully he can hit the buttons and stuff and get on. But again, you know how this technology is. It is crazy and it is storming out here. I don't know how it is where he's at, but we're going to keep it moving. Okay. So Mr. Malik. Um what is your what is the takeaway that everyone will get after viewing this film i think the biggest takeaway people will get from you know watching this film is that uh kind of like you know what i've been saying is just that you know the the grass sometimes isn't always as green on the other side you got to reassess uh sometimes the people that you meet along the way aren't really for you um, you know, and, and I think another big lesson that people would take from this film is just patience. There my God goes, look, we, look, we thought we lost. Man. I was like, Jeez. look, we rolling, but we my man. Listen, I, I, I'm listening to you. I'm like, yo, just hold on, man. I got your back. I'm coming, bro. Just keep, just keep, keep talking. I'll be right there, dog. I'll never leave you hanging like that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know what happened. You know what? I had I had a call come through and it just threw everything off. I kept resetting the page and refreshing and logging in, logging out, logging in. It was saying something like the host has you backstage. The host can see you. But I was like, well, why she don't want to let me back? Nah, <laughs> nah, I couldn't see you. It kept saying that your mic and camera wasn't on. So it was like, I was talking yeah. to you though. I was like, if you can hear us, no, hit the yeah. <laughs> I felt, I felt like I was in a coma. I felt like I could hear everything, right. sense everything, but I couldn't communicate with nobody. Right. Come to the light. Come to the light. Right. Come to the light if you can right. hear me. <laughs> my apologies. My apologies. It's I do okay. pay my phone bill. I do have good service. I'm with T-Mobile. <laughs> I don't want y'all to think, you know, I got some jacked up Android and nothing like that. Well, you said T-Mobile, so maybe, maybe it is T-Mobile. We good, we good. Everybody relax. T-Mobile is good. They pay for my Hulu and my Netflix, so we all good. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might even got a Showtime package. Like, T-Mobile been coming through. They pay for everything now, dude. (laughs) Okay, so Ryan. Can you tell us about your character? My character, my character's name is Ahmad, and basically I'm the um, the, the big cousin, you know, the big homie. Um, and uh, my character is also in the recording industry, so he's a music producer. He doesn't live in his hometown anymore, but he flies back home for the holiday just to reconnect with family. You know how it is when you ain't been back to your hometown in a long time. And then when you get back out there, you kind of, you forget, you know, like, oh man, you know, it ain't like the big city, you know what I mean? And you come back to your hometown and then uh, come to find out my younger cousin is, you know, he's crushing on his his old crush, but he's engaged. So, you know, it's like, bro, you about to step in some real live, you know, some real live mess. So I'm just trying to give him that good, uh, that good older cousin advice to just follow his heart and do the right thing, listen to his spirit and do the right thing. But at the same time, you know, don't don't go don't get shot out here now you know what i mean right right right. (laughs) so i i mean if you just said that your character is a music producer then obviously that part relates to your 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 real life not at all not at all right not at all it was a big stretch i had to dig deep right i had to really hone in you know what i mean to to harness the mindset of the character because it's so far from my it's really so like far, it. so far fetched. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. So there was the, what was her name? Michelle that's in the film. I think that was yeah. her name. Mm-hmm. So Michelle in the trailer is trying to get you to listen to her cassette tape. Yeah, yeah. Does mm-hmm. that happen in real life? Because I'm assuming it still does. Well, not with cassette tapes, no. No, of course not. <laughs> 
you know what's funny this true story i i do have there has been a couple of times actually quite recently i was in the atlanta airport i was sitting there i had a long over so i'm just kind of chilling and uh i'm on my laptop and and this guy is next to me and he's on his laptop and he's got like a little uh midi controller he's like making beats you know on his laptop so I, I see him sitting over there or whatever and i'm sitting i'm eating my food i'm on my laptop i'm on the phone and then um i'm packing up and i'm getting ready to go catch my flight or whatever and he stops me and we start talking he heard me on the phone talking to somebody about some music stuff so right. he says yo man I, you know i wasn't trying to eavesdrop but i, I hear you talking about music you in the business so we start talking da, 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 da. and then he's like yeah man i make some beats and you know uh, I would love for you to take a listen and all this. And I just put out a, he said he put out a mixtape or something he just put out. And he hands me a CD. And I'm like, I said, dog, no disrespect, but like, where am I supposed to listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, you know, like first things first, my guy, you know, if you're trying to make it in a game, like I said, you ain't got nothing online. You ain't got no music streaming nowhere. I said, I don't even own a CD player. Like, real talk. I don't even have a CD player in my car. Like, I, I, I can't listen to this anywhere. I, like, legitimately cannot listen to this anywhere. And he was like, and he was looking at me like stunned. And so it's kind of funny how some people, you know, really don't, they, they, they unfortunately, you know, can't keep up with the times. But um, that doesn't happen too often. I thought the scene was hilarious that she walked that up with a, with, a, with a cassette tape. And then I just love how Chris, you know, he's like, did you travel back in time? They're like, cause that's how I felt. Yeah. Like when he's yeah. about to yeah. hand me the CD, like, my, like, bro, where, <laughs> where am I even supposed to play this? I don't even know what to do with it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I thought I, that I was I actually thought that part was hilarious. I mean, yeah. being a singer myself, I'm like, really? The cassette yeah. tape? That was like yeah. genius to me, so. Right. <laughs> This your girl, Butter B. Rock of Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Listen, this is one of my singles. Make sure you check out the music video. This is Strange Love featuring Homer Mac.
what was your biggest challenge in taking on this role? Um, honestly, for me, I guess the biggest challenge, I'll just, in all honesty, it was just getting back in front of the camera because I spent so much time behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, I started off my career acting and in front of the camera. But then when I found, you know, found my niche with songwriting and producing and, and being behind the scenes and kind of like being the Mac in the back, you know what I mean? It, it, I, it was, it was a little bit of a challenge to be like, oh man, like jumping back in front of the camera. And like, you know, I, it, it just kind of shocked my system a little bit. Cause I'm just so used to, I'm used to being on sets and different things like that. But I just found such a love being behind the scenes and just, you know, being kind of like quietly doing my thing and and making noise in the game but just doing it from behind the scenes that it was it felt good to get back on on the other side of the camera you know what I mean and um I have I have some pictures and some photos of of me and the cast just kind of like sitting in the camera crew uh prepping this shot and whatever and and I look at those photos and I'm like damn like look at you Ryan like you know you back in front of like yeah baby we you know what I'm saying we we switching it up on them, you know what I mean? And a lot of my friends and family and fans through the years would always be like, when you gonna, you know, get back in front of the camera, get back in front of the camera. But I was, you know, doing so well, making money. Like, you know, I'm like, get back in front of the camera for what? You know what I mean? But it's fun. That was the, that honestly was the biggest challenge. Now, now that I got my feet wet though, now it's like, I just, I want to stay in front of the camera. Right, <laughs> now it's on. Yeah. Okay. So Malik told me that this film, y'all filmed in seven days. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. I just wrote my very first feature film that's about to um, come out. It oh, took wow. us three weeks. So wow, okay. I'm curious, how did y'all film in seven days? Now, he told think, me his experience. Yeah, I think, I think, um, you know, well, I'm an OG, so I'm about to, I'm about to date myself with this, with this reference, but just kind of. <laughs> Go, go go along with it so i remember watching one of my favorite movies was uh growing up was purple rain you know prince mm -hmm. purple rain and um i watched the, the the there was this uh when there was like the 25th anniversary of purple rain it came in like this box set and they had like a, a documentary about it and how they filmed it whatever so anyway watching the documentary i remember the producer of the film and the director of the film saying how they shot that film in 30 days and back then in the 80s that was like damn near unheard of to shoot a film right. in 30 days you know nowadays people you know do it all the time but so and they asked him how the hell did y'all and I, they shot all the performance scenes all the scenes with prince singing all the they shot all of that all the the scenes on the motorcycle all the location scene they did everything in 30 days flat mm -hmm. and and they said and they when they asked the, the the director you know how the hell did y'all do that in 30 days his response was because we didn't know we couldn't and mm. i feel like with stacy being such a new uh you know playwright screenwriter director like she's not jaded by the rules of hollywood mm -hmm. or the rules of quote unquote the game you know what i mean she's just like listen we got to get this done yeah this is the budget this is what we have these are the resources and this is what we have access to no, there was no, and no one from the cast is there to, you know, no one's a diva. No one's like, you know, oh, well, I need a trailer. I need this and I need at least four hours of makeup or I need, you know, two days right. of prep. Like everybody was just super hungry. Everybody, you know, it was a lot of new faces, a lot of new talents for a lot of the talent in the film. It was their first time on screen. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anyone knew the rules. So it's like, yeah, we're going to shoot this in seven days. There was no one there to say, we can't do that. <laughs> right, right. There was no, so a lot of times, you know, what's the term? Ignorance is bliss sometimes. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? When you, you don't even know. It's kind of like a beginner's look type thing. Like, oh, we didn't know we couldn't shoot the movie in seven days. <laughs> That's yeah. not normal. Yeah. And it's like, no, that ain't normal. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Movies takes weeks and months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I when I, I wrote and produced and directed my own film and starred in it, right? Yeah. And what I remember after the very first day of filming, it was 14 hours. I said, oh my Jesus. Like, cause <laughs> you don't think about all of that. You don't know until yeah, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, wow. <laughs> like, it was, it was serious. 
and then having to you know having to make sure that you have all the dialogue and then sometimes you got to switch it up the dialogue and and everything like that so yeah kudos to y'all for getting this thing done in seven days i had a chance to view the film today can y'all tell everybody where the film is streaming on roku yeah Yeah. roku channel and on amazon i got some friends that were able to stream it on amazon as well okay 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 I, I really enjoyed the the whole script and everything. And Stacy sounds like an amazing person. I'm definitely gonna have to interview her and meet her very soon. Absolutely, sure, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so can y'all tell me? We'll start with Malik. What is your uh, approach to getting into character? Um, my 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 approach to getting into character, you know. It's kind of writing backstories. I'm big into like writing backstories. I always keep a journal with every character. It's like a small little book I keep with me. Uh, just kind of, especially when I don't have a lot of backstory uh, on the on the ba- uh, on the uh, what do you call it? The breakdown. I kind of mm-hmm. like to uh, write little motivations uh, of why they make do a certain thing or uh, you know just decisions they make. So. That's the first step. And then obviously just kind of going with the physical, like he was a baseball player. So I had to learn how to pitch, which that didn't go as well. Uh, you know, swing. The- <laughs> <laughs> Different things like that. I know y'all saw that pitch, you know. That <laughs> <laughs> little, Oh, man, she, he's shooting a jump shot like bro like that's not how you pitch a ball you, you got the right sport or like, <laughs> definitely like, the physical is part two and then the word really getting the, the script down is part three i think i would say it's, that's the easiest part but i feel like once you have one and two down the script kind of comes naturally we taking another pause for the cause it's your girl butterby rocker this is King Malachi with power, everybody. Represent that ATL. Yeah. I feel like fifth in the I got power. I shall be rolling in a ghost smoke power. Real niggas make a toast to the power. All my hitters make a toast to the power. I feel like fifth in the I got power. I shall be rolling in a ghost smoke power. Real niggas make a toast to the power. All my hitters make a toast to the power. When I write shit like this, I ain't trying to get a check. I just came here to spit, inflate my respect. I'm the truth, no beat. What you thought? I'm feeling like Biggie right now. I'm that large, I'm still here strong. And this music right at the law. Born to be done, fuck George. I'm the real King Kong. Rampage any track, why I spaz like that? With design on my feet, why I'm fly like that? Malachi wear on my, on my, like a baby diaper. I'm, I'm the cypher. Y'all just rapping it. I'm the hardest from beginning to end. And I'm talking about the beginning of all creation. To me, y'all all just sanitation. Papa, I turn like doorknobs. Heart drop, yes. These women say that I'm the best. Country, country, country. God in the flesh. I used to live in New York, piss, Project Step. I'm all in Atlanta like the martyr. I done been riding real dirty on the martyr. Authentic artist. Y'all better guard them. I'm about to be largest fool like the garden. I feel like fifth in the room. I got the power. I shall be rolling in a ghost more power. Real niggas make a toast to the power. All my hitters make a toast to the power. I feel like fifth in the room. I got the power. I shall be rolling in a ghost more power. Real niggas make a toast to the power. All my hitters make a toast to the power. The flies guard in the south with extended clout. I'ma spit them bars till I lay down your mama house. I'm from Carolina, cornbread at my mama house. I can shoot down a deer, drag that bitch to my mama house. When I spit, it's like a llama out. My pen don't miss. I'm on that green arrow shoot. I'm on everybody out. And I'm closing in fast. I'm a brand new Rory with my jealous on the gas. I'm feeling like Nas on some flash. Kiss when I spit this fast. And like I said, trip, pun with a love this He probably be like, hot new from the south that nice. On my dirt road flow, flow immaculate like the president. Air Force One on some other shit. It's me, Malachi, OG, Mali. I'm feeling like the new Ali. I feel like fifth in the room. I got the power. I shall be rolling in a ghost more power. Real niggas make a toast to the power. All my hitters make a toast to the power. I feel like fifth in the room. I got the power. 
I should be rolling in the gold smoke power. Real new, make a toast to the power. All my hitters make a toast to the power. Yeah. If you like the show, then make sure to share your favorite episode and subscribe to the Transparency Talks podcast. Okay. Actually, Ryan, I don't want to ask you the same question because, again, your character kind of was about, was was already what you do. No, 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 no. You have to ask me because you got to understand how deep I needed to go <laughs> to pull. You know what I mean? I, like, you know, Malik said he, he has journals for me. I'm a method actor, so... You know, I, I live alone. I'll go like live in a cabin for three weeks by myself. I won't talk to nobody. I don't eat. I fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a whole deep process. <laughs> <laughs> they really pulled it out of me in this film. They you know did. I mean? yeah, they pulled, they pulled it out. They did. Yeah, I went there. I really went you there. You did. You went deep. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Um, so my question for you is what was the most pivoting line that you felt was in the film? Um, that's a really good question. I think, I think it would have to be when, uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, when, when they were finding out <clears throat> when they were trying to find out if they if she was pregnant mm-hmm. and, and and they were trying to decide if they were ready to have the baby and he was just telling her that you know everything is in god's time basically mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean like I, that was a pretty powerful line i felt like in the film when he was just trying to his wife trying to console his his young wife um, you know, who lost the baby before and they were, you know, he thought he was going to lose her and then now she's ready to have one again and he kind of like, you know, I, I can sort of relate to that, you know what I mean? I've been married, you know what I mean? I've had kids, like I, I, I know how that goes and when you want to be there for your significant other <clears throat> but there's really nothing you can do and you have to just put it in the hands of the universe, if you will, you know? And yeah. just just wait on 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 God's divine plan or just the divine plan of whatever you know you believe that higher power to be, you know that's a pretty powerful line. I felt like the film, um, it was already a a, a heartwarming you know family film, but I mm-hmm. felt like that that took it that took it a little deeper. I was able to pull from that like like a lesson, if you will, you know, yeah, without being without being too preachy, you know. Yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah, that I line. did too. Okay, Malik, what which which line did you did you like? I would have to agree. I love that scene. I love the a prayer he did in that scene. That prayer he did was improv. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure I, I can only assume it came from a real place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was probably the biggest message in the film, God's timing. I never forget just in rehearsals hearing that over and over. And you know, he uh he really made you believe that. So uh, I would definitely have to agree. That was a that was a real powerful to me the most powerful scene in the movie for sure. Yeah, I I, I like that. I like that part too. But I also like well, I don't want to spoil the movie, so I ain't gonna tell y'all what I like. Yeah, don't get too much. Because <laughs> Ryan already told us too much. You know? uh, did I? <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> oh damn it! Sorry. Well, you. <laughs> No, I, mean, I really I don't like think it. so. I don't think so. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, all right, they, you know, they're expecting a baby. That's not, that's not, you know, <laughs> ain't too much. Okay, <laughs> that's true, that's true. So, Ryan, I have a question because the everyone doesn't know yet. Everybody hasn't seen it. Are we going mm-hmm. to see you performing live in this film or on the soundtrack? Choir reminds want to know. Um... Well, you know what? In the spirit of what you just said, I don't want to give nothing away. I can't. I can't tell you. You just gotta watch the movie. Okay. I can't give no. I can't give. Great answer. Away. <laughs> 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 I ain't saying nothing else. I'm testing I'm you. Done. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> 
in scene. In scene. Yes. <laughs> we taking another pause for the cause. This your girl, Butter B. Rock, the Transparency Talks Podcast. This is La for Players with La La La. indie artists we are looking for that fire so if you got that heat and want international exposure for your next single contact our team for submissions details exposure in Italy London Japan South Africa Nigeria and Canada Serious inquiries only on Instagram and Facebook at Transparency Talks Podcast.
Did either one of y'all audition for y'all roles? Or did they say, hey, I want you? Mine was a, a real loose reading. Um, okay. I think Stacy kind of already had it in her mind, but yeah. She already like, knew you? Uh, she knew me from prior things I had done. Um, okay. It came to me and just said, yeah, I just want to hear you read. And then we just kind of went from there. So yeah, I auditioned. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of things are based off relationships. Like when I did my film, I mean, I had some auditions, but you already know some of the people that you want in and, and, and you have relationships with them. You call them and be like, hey, so understand so ryan um did you audition or y'all already knew each other no stacy actually reached out to me uh on online actually she reached out to me introduced herself we started mm -hmm. a dialogue she and she told me all about her vision she told me what she was doing um and who she was where she was from and just like you know the big picture of what she wanted for her company for Stacey Davis Films. And um, and then we just started to talk and, and and she, you know, was actually one of the ones who was like, you know, you really gotta get back in front of the camera and, you know, I wanna, I, I have a great opportunity for you to do so. And I, and I believed in her. I, be, I really loved that she was a, a smart black, you know, young black woman that was cool mm -hmm. to me. You know, she was a talented writer um her actually where uh she's from is the same hometown my father is from so i just felt like a little bit of a connection even going shooting the film in uh certain parts of myrtle beach and certain parts of um uh, south carolina florence south carolina mm -hmm. um it, i was you know kind of going back to my dad's hometown so i felt a connection with it immediately <clears throat> okay. all right so one thing that you had Ryan, one thing that you had said was when we was talking about when you was doing your introduction, you said, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a producer, I'm a ghost writer. And mm -hmm. then you start saying who you write for. Mm -hmm. Now, is it so? Is it true? The ghost writers ain't supposed to say who they write for. Uh, who told you that? Ghost writer. <laughs> uh, I'm messing with you. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I don't know. No, no, no. That, you know what I, I had messed with Malik. Yeah. I had to mess with you too. Yeah, no, 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 no. But just just to be clear, that came from that came from uh, with with rappers because rappers, you know, they got this big thing about oh, you know, every lyric you say has got to be yo, it's got to be so real. I'm real. Everything I say is really than rap. That's some rap BS. I mean, there have been songwriters. Some of your favorite singers and artists do have never written. Whitney Houston didn't write one song she ever sung. I you agree. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and the list goes on and on, believe you me. You know what I mean? From Aretha right. Franklin to Gladys Knight, you know what I mean? To tons of them. So this idea that the artist has to be the only one to write their lyrics, which isn't even true, even when right. they say it is. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, don't believe that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not from that era. I'm gonna let you know who I wrote for. That's how I get my money. I gotta tell Amen. you my credits. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's how you keep today's price from not being yesterday's yep. price. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Tell my mom's the word. You ain't going to get no more roles. You ain't going to get no more projects. Right. Listen, closed mouth don't get fed. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So can you guys tell me, um, okay, so another Christmas is out right now on Roku and on Amazon. Can you tell me what's next for you guys? Anything uh, else on the pipeline? Yeah, definitely. I got a, a another movie I just finished filming that's coming out. I think top of the year, and I'm about to get ready to go to Canada to go shoot a limited series with Amazon. So nice. We're just trying to get that that up and rolling. That's that's the only things I got going right now. I'm just trying to write, trying to get like you, you know, <laughs> trying to write own name. But you know that'll come in time. We're just gonna focus on the acting for right now. That's what's up. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. And um, Ryan, what's on your pipeline? Um, so after uh, doing the Another Christmas, Stacy called me about uh, shooting a sitcom that she had in development called Hanging with the Taylors. Mm -hmm. um, and so I jumped on board with her to do that. And I filmed a few episodes with her with that. And we're actually going back in to shoot some more episodes. Nice. Um, and we're, we're really excited about that. That's out, come, that's out right now on the Impact Network. Um, and so 
uh, besides that, you know, Stacy has a couple other films that uh, she has in development. Then she said, you know, we're just going to keep working together and just blow this thing up bigger and bigger. So really excited about that. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I would like to take this time to thank you guys so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. Thank you. Um, yeah, this was really cool. I, I don't think I've laughed this hard in an interview at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I truly appreciate it. Um, so with that being said, everybody, we are out of here. Peace. I would like to thank you guys for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. You can find me each and every week. Make sure that you guys continue to follow me on all social media platforms at Transparency Talks Podcast and at Butterbee Rocker. This is one of my singles, Play by the Rules. If she only knew that I've been in her home, her home kissing you alone while she